out high. <laughs> I was gonna get up and find the broom, but then I got high. What what's the name of this podcast again? Um Chris was in a come to the podcast, but then he got high. Oh yeah, this is the Dream Team Fantasy Podcast. Uh going only for going two people here today because Chris I I don't know. He got high. He got high. He, uh, April 20th, 420. And he is nowhere to be found. <laughs> Haven't heard from him. Uh, so, yeah, maybe he'll be back next week. We're hoping so. Maybe he's uh, at the Capitol with his homies. Maybe. Blazing. He might be. Um, but anyways, happy Chris Day, everybody. Uh, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. That's probably what he's he's delivering, delivering trees to all the kids. <laughs> but anyways, it's just me, your host, Derek Escabel. I haven't heard this song in a minute. It's been a while. I see. I see if this is the censored radio version or not. Oh, if it is, turn it off. No, there it's not. Right. And then we have Hugo Bertod. <laughs> uh, do you remember the that skull shirt that Juicy J wore in the uh, "Gotta Stay Gotta Stay Fly" video? Yeah. And then we came back from summer and every single guy was wearing that sk- that shirt day one well that was, was that was embarrassing it was a dope ass shirt it was a dope shirt until like eight people showed up wearing it like all in the same vicinity um uh what's your favorite weed shirt my favorite weed shirt huh if you had to pick one that's a, I don't I don't know if I have one that I could think of off the top of my head. I feel like you have one, and that's why you're bringing it up. Well, I don't I don't necessarily see it as a weed shirt, but kind of the Doughboy shirts. <laughs> <laughs> like it's not necessarily fully to do with weed, but uh, <laughs> yeah, but it's the Doughboy. <laughs> oh man, the, the bedazzled shirts with all the. Doughboy wearing the jewelry. Oh, what a time. What a time that was to be alive. <laughs> what a time to be in high school. Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah, we were in high school from 2005 to 2009. Some wild times. Um, Good times. Just so you guys know, I wear a Schmedium. I was wearing 2X back then. Uh, I really thought I was Paul Wall. <laughs> Yeah, so it was it was wild times. Chris would wear the Kanye glasses that weren't glasses; they just had like the little slits in them. Um, and he would use them, huh, in class? Too. He would, yeah. <laughs> Explains why he had such fantastic grades. But you know, it is what it is. Um, let's get to football. Let's get to football. Football news. What do we got going on right now? Just a couple of retirements. Um, Alex Smith. After his great comeback, you know, after pretty much almost ripping his whole leg off, came back, made the playoffs with the football team. Um, but yeah, he is calling it quits. Uh, I heard that he was thinking about signing with the Jaguars to back up Trevor Lawrence with uh, Urban Meyer, but ended up just saying, I'm done. Uh, he He had a... A pretty good career, I would say. He did. It was. He wasn't ever like one of the top quarterbacks, but you know he was efficient. Got the job done. Minimal turnovers. It's just a you know game manager, but got some wins in there. Made the playoffs. Oh, uh, I mean, yeah, the leg is unfortunately what he's gonna be remembered for. But he was a good quarterback overall. Um, and then the other oh, there was two actually other retirements. The other one is Julian Edelman. Yeah. Forgot about that one. Uh got 
his contract terminated by the Patriots because of a failed physical. And then he decided to call it quits. Uh, did they oh, say we, why we he did, failed? We did talk about we, that, right? Because we said we, we talked. We about had the it. Hall of Fame. Yeah, agree or disagree, but uh, it wasn't official though. It wasn't official, official, but yeah, I don't know about Julian Edelman. Great playoff career, but very average in regular season play and all that. So it's hard to say, but he is officially retired. We'll bring it up again. And then the other one is Jordan Reed. Um, I don't multi-time pro bowler. I don't want to say I'm happy, but that guy needed to retire. Okay. He would get concussions. Concussions are, oh yeah. They were rough. If you're getting concussions like every other week. Not, not good for your health. So no, um, glad he's out of the game. Not for any personal reason, but just to take care of himself. So, um, I mean, he he played, you know, a few good games last year in relief of Kittle when he was injured. Mm-hmm. Uh, so had some relevancy, but he is no longer there to be Mac McCorkle's backup tight end. <laughs> well, oh man. In other news in football, uh, we had um two pro days right two pro days yeah justin fields and trey lance second pro days from from those quarterbacks Mm -hmm. um they all had uh the same teams watching them right like pretty much 49ers broncos patriots i think there's another team i'm missing was it panthers i think panthers were there so yeah i mean it's gonna be interesting there's you know a lot of debate right now a lot of Reporters saying that they still believe it's going to be Mac Jones there. Um, Number three. Yeah, I don't. I just don't know though. What would you do? Uh, definitely not him. Right? I would definitely <laughs> not go him. I would. I would go Justin Fields. But I mean, we've seen crazier things happen. So, like at first, I was thinking that they were going to go Trey Lance, just because they're talking about having the person sit and like learn for a couple seasons or whatever. And I'm like. This dude's twenty years old. Like, yeah, it's very. He has possible. to learn the game. It is very possible. They said um, that uh, Trey Lance has been working a lot with a former. He was coaching with um, Kyle Shannon, so it was someone he trusts. So he's been working out with him, and then you know, pretty much like this pro days for Fields and uh, Lance who were led by the 49ers. So who knows at this point. Honestly, they could be fucking with all they of us. They could be. And they take pits too. <laughs> Kittle and pits. Kittle and pits. <laughs> I did see that on Twitter somewhere, but that would be the most insane thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Mismatch everywhere. I would consider drafting Garoppolo at that point, though, in fantasy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, There's talks about uh, Dolphins trading. Man, I've seen like every single team talk about trading back today it was dolphins panthers panthers um lions giants at 11 yeah there's there's just a lot of do you think it's because of lack of firepower in this draft or what do you think like what why do you think people are trying to trade back more this year than I think they're just trying to get as much, you know, value in players as they can because, I mean, teams are are desperate for quarterbacks Mm -hmm. and you don't really have many drafts where there's a possibility of five quarterbacks going in the top ten. So Never been done. Oh, it's, yeah, they're just hoping for the panic, get, you know, stockpile some picks, hopefully get more talent, but. I don't know. I feel like every year around this time you hear, oh, blah, 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 is looking at trading back, and then nothing. there's like a couple trades. and Yeah, nothing crazy happens. Yeah, nothing too too crazy. I, I do expect to see some trades this this uh, draft, though. Yeah. I mean, I don't know because it's like, well, we've already seen a couple trades early on, mm-hmm. but we have so much more to go. It seems like Trevor Lawrence is going to be one, Zach Wilson two, and then the fun begins after that. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I, we're a little over a week away. 
I know. I'm like, cannot wait. I I can't wait for this draft to just happen. That way, I could get a like better picture of what to do on like rookie drafts for dynasty. Mm-hmm. Cause right now it's like a lot of ifs. A lot of ifs. <laughs> uh, you know, especially got to see where the top running backs land. Quarterbacks. Quarterbacks. Yeah. Um. Well, receivers too. Cause it's like Zach Wilson. Is gonna go number two. It seems like to the Jets. That's a done deal. But at what point do you say Fields gets drafted by the Broncos or the Forty ers It's like there he Fields is in a much better position with the weapons around him. Would you rather have you know, no yeah. fat Cortland Sutton, George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, or Corey Davis, and Chris Herndon? Uh, and who's that running back there? Right now it's Tevin Coleman, I believe. Yeah, I, I heard some rumbling that they were going to try to get girly, too. I'm like, oh, that's like doing nothing. Gosh, that's gross. <laughs> but, yeah, honestly, if Fields were to fall to the 49ers or to uh, the Broncos, or, well, if he were to get taken by one of them, too, then definitely way higher stock than Even the Wilson. Panthers with McCaffrey, Robbie, Robbie Anderson. Anderson, and DJ Moore. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we'll have to wait and see. But we're going to talk about running backs and receivers on today's show uh, and get you prepared for those rookie drafts. Get you prepared for, you know, even just a regular startup draft if you're, you know, drafting the rookies together. Yeah, so who, we'll who to look out for and maybe a couple people that you could get pretty late or we'll, waiver wire ads. Yeah, we'll start here with the uh, running backs since I just feel like there's just less right now talent in this running back class than even just the receivers but especially the running back class last year the running back class last year is not getting the credit deserves <laughs> no yeah they, there's solid running backs from uh people that they expected to do well to shit undrafted people like uh james robinson mm-hmm. like he was on nobody's radar last year. I mean, I, we just had a our dynasty draft, as we mentioned, and I don't know how many second-year running backs went in the top four rounds, but it was, let's see. Let's count them out. Jonathan, Jonathan Taylor. Taylor was the first one, and then was Swift, Swift J.K. Dobbins, um, Cam Akers, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Antonio Gibson, James Robinson. I feel like there's someone I'm forgetting, but maybe not. I feel like that was it. But that's seven running backs in the top four rounds. That are going into year two. Yeah. So you're not going to have it this year, though. <laughs> no. Let me just put it that way. Uh, so we'll start at the top. I know there's some people debate with who's number one. I don't think there's a debate with us. Yeah, that, there's a lot of debate here, but me and Derek both see number one pretty clearly. Yep. And that would be Mr. Najee Harris. Yes, sir. Um, he He's the most ready running back to just go in and take over. He's he's the full package, too. Can catch out of the backfield, can protect the quarterback, run. He's got great vision, great speed. He's a little mm-hmm. bit bigger of a back, too. Um, you know, he doesn't got that breakaway speed, but he, he can move for being a big boy. Yeah, I mean, you see highlights of him hurtling people. Yeah. Or, like, cutting cutting across somebody or something, like, uh, at 6'2", 230, like... I was just watching a thing. take that. I was just watching a, uh, a thing where it was, like, profiling his, his lead-up to the draft. Mm-hmm. And his mom was saying how much she uh, hates when he hurdles. <laughs> Why? She just says it scares scares the... The shit out of her is what she said, and then she apologized for cussing. <laughs> she said that she was scared that someone was going to drop him one of these days and just drop him on his neck or something. But Yeah, um, well, like the last two seasons, in 2019, puts up over 1,200 yards. 2020, over 1,400 yards. Like, that's production. Sure, you have, like, uh, the best offensive line in college football, debatably. But being able to put up that, like, that many yards... Uh, averaging over five, yeah, five point eight, five point yeah, nine. That's insane. Um, and then I mean, he was set to come out last year, but then decided to stay at Alabama. But 
Uh, when I first started watching the running backs last year, he, when I thought he was coming out, he was he was up there as my possible number one of that draft class. It was between him and Swift for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, he's just he's talented. He he's a little older though, like going into like dynasty, but because he's what twenty three, twenty four, twenty four. Yeah, I think. I think so, but I don't care. Yeah, you'll you'll take a rookie contract running back over. A second contract running back in Dynasty, I feel. Yeah, and it's not like he was, you know, like a Jonathan Taylor where it was 300 carries three straight years, I think he had. So he yeah. doesn't have as much tread on the tire or on the tires or whatever the, the proverbial saying is. Yeah, he but, had 251 this year and then 209 the year before. So, yeah, I think he's going to come in fresh and he's just going to be a beast. Straight three down running back. Yeah, he... He's as close to a can't-miss player as you could get in the running back position, I mm-hmm. think. Or a can't-miss player, I cat. mean. <laughs> He's a can't-miss Everdeen as well. He's a can't-miss oh, as well. Oh, man. <laughs> Fucking Chris, man. When I heard that shit back, I'm like... Oh, <laughs> it was just so effortless for him that he made that happen. Like, at first I was confused. I was like, what the fuck's Chris talking about? I was too, and then he put it all together somehow. I, I don't know how. He was high as fuck, too. I know. Um, <laughs> Who do you have as your number two? Uh, it, it was close, but I do have Travis Etienne from mm-hmm. Clemson as my number two. Yeah, I, it's it's really close for me, too, with him and Javante Williams. But Yeah, I think for me it's Najee Harris and then a big tear break and then these two guys. Um, but, yeah, it's... ETN is by far the better receiving back, possibly the best receiving back in this class. And, you know, he's explosive, he's got good balance, you know, can break tackles. Sometimes I feel like he was just had a little bit harder running in between the tackles. I think that's kind of what concerned me more about him between him and Najee. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's he's very talented. He's by far out of the top three running backs the most explosive. Yeah, uh, he will be... First, late first rounder or early second round pick. Mm-hmm. Same with Najee, but yeah, he's he's explosive. He's got that breakaway speed. He's you know can kind of he can kind of do it all as well. Yeah, um, I, I think for me, like one of the most impressive things of him was uh, like starting off his college career with like being virtually like non-existent in the passing game. Because mm-hmm. I think he had. Five catches his first year, twelve catches the year, but or the year after that, and then he puts up, uh, back to back seasons over thirty five carry or thirty five catches. Yeah, so it's pretty solid. Like you want that out of your running back. Thirty five catches is a solid in the NFL, let alone in the college football ranks when it's, you know, less games and all that. So, you know, I, I think you know if he goes to the right team, Pittsburgh. Um, or Buffalo, he's going to be a really good, really good player, really good fit. Yeah, he'll, he'll definitely be, uh, sp- I think, splitting some carries. but I think it depends on where he goes. Yeah, but I, I could see him doing some work like Swift. Yeah, he's, he can definitely be, you know, especially in the passing downs, like we've said. Mm-hmm. So it's hard for, it's hard between him and Javante, but. 510 205 for Travis Etienne. And he put on a little bit of weight. Did. For, but I think he put it on just to, like, for the numbers, like combine numbers, so people could say that he's not undersized. Mm-hmm. Especially since this year's, like, running backs were all basically kind of like, like tweener backs. Like, I don't know, like, well, a lot smaller, not really prototypical. Three yeah. down backs. Besides Najee, really. Yeah. Um, it's just hard because, you know, shortened season for everybody last year. But, you know, 168 carries, 914 yards. Um, and that's down from back-to-back 1,600-yard season. So, Yeah, the, the production is there. Especially when you see him averaging 7.8 and 8.1 yards per carry yeah, you'll, in those two seasons. Um, you'll take that, mm-hmm. like. I think what's hard though is like with him only eight 
career touchdowns at Clemson, which is very surprising, at least in the the running game. So yeah, he he did help in that like RPO though. Like it definitely helped Lawrence mm-hmm. some having a weapon like that in the backfield. I like him. Got to see where he lands. So yeah. Now I, for the, I think we could talk about it once that like once the draft's over, like go over our top picks after again. Yeah, definitely winners and losers and you know best spot or best landing spots and all that. Um, but this one, this guy intrigues me the most in terms of like he could be just that explosive, almost like a Nick Chubb to me with yeah. uh, Javante Williams. Out of North Carolina, um, most broken tackles out of out of pretty much anybody in this draft. Um, he just, you know, can just absolutely break tackle and get yards. Athletic too, can hurdle, juke, do whatever you want. He's not the fastest back because he's uh bigger. I don't know if he, do you have the size pulled up on him? Uh, yeah, he's five ten, two twenty. So. Dude could move too for being his size. Like, uh, it's a little underrated, I think. Like, uh, he's definitely not as explosive as Travis, but yeah, uh, he he could he could move. And he's only twenty years old. Yeah, I think so. he's gonna be twenty one. Like during the season, which is like you'll take a running back super young. Yeah, like Acres was like the same, right? I think Acres, Swift, Gibson, all kind of were those younger. Mm-hmm. younger backs um but yeah he had uh, over 1100 rush yards last year which is even more impressive because he was split in time a lot with uh michael carter michael carter who's gonna be um probably second day third day or second day i would say probably second day pick um in this draft so he's you know 19 touchdowns last year too though that to me is like why i would want to get him is because you know he's gonna get some work in, in the red zone. Like, I I think, in twenty twenty, I was looking at like his, uh, broken tackle percentage or something like that on like Pro Pro Football Focus, mm-hmm. and it was like, uh, I think it was like forty five or like forty eight percent per carry. Like he has a broken tackle in, almost half of his runs. Yeah, he's, he and then he never gets hit. And just like goes down, he's always fighting for more yards, yeah. um, and he's, you know, he's not a ETN or Najee in terms of the pass catching, but still had twenty five catches last year, so yeah, that's pretty solid. No slouch there. Thirty two or not thirty two, twenty two overall touchdowns last year. Yeah, uh, on only one hundred and seventy touches. Yeah, we'll take that shit too. Yeah, his he- last game. 23 carries, 236 yards, and three touchdowns. Jesus. I think it was in that game that he had that run where he, like, broke a tackle, did a spin move, hurdled somebody. If you haven't seen that highlight, just go check it out. Yeah, just, just watch his highlights and, like, you see someone special. Yeah. Um, those are the three main backs that I think are going to be really good running backs in this league. After that, it kind of gets a little iffy. Uh, who do you want to talk about here at number four? Because I think we were pretty much in agreement with these other ones. Yeah. I think number four, I don't know. It, it's kind of like based on uh, like what your preference is or like where they land too. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, what's his name? Kenneth Gainwell. Um, He's a fucking athlete. I think he was a former quarterback uh, turned running back. Uh, he's a little undersized. Opted but. out of this uh, last season, so we didn't get to see any 2020 highlights on him. But 2019, yeah. I think the main thing you got to realize is uh, he was split in the backfield with Antonio Gibson. And there's a reason Antonio Gibson didn't have many carries, and that was pretty much because of Gainwell. Yeah, he had 1,459 yards that season. Mm-hmm. I think that was as a true sophomore. So Yeah. Three uh three receiving touchdowns, uh fifty one receptions. Yeah, he's he's definitely the wild card in this uh in this draft. I'm trying to think where it would be a really good landing spot for him. Honestly, I feel like Denver would be pretty nice. That would be nice, uh, you know, especially when you have 
Melvin Gordon on the last year of his his deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so someone like Gainwell could take over. After that, little undersized, only 194 pounds. I think I think at his pro day he did bulk up to 200. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you could drink like a gallon of water and eat a burrito <laughs> and you'll be yeah five uh, pounds heavier. Which is probably not recommended for your pro day. Probably not. <laughs> so he probably didn't do that, but <laughs> <laughs> he. But yeah, he's he's explosive. He know he can. He's almost a receiver in a sense too. Um, he's pretty much like Antonio Gibson, where it's like, what are we going to get out of him? Oh man, I it's just so hard on this one. Don't know what to think of him. I like his tape. I like what I saw. I like. I'm the same way. Like I, I like his tape. Um, he looks like a good running back. He does look small. Uh-huh. Like that. His size is really the only thing that is kind of a factor to me. But like we had Philip Lindsay here in Denver. Yeah. And dude's tiny too, and like he was a favorite for a reason. Yeah, it's just like it's kind of you know he's got that it factor where. He's gonna make it. He's gonna make it happen. He just has the will to do it. Um, and like we said, he 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 kept Antonio Gibson from having more playing time. So that should tell you a lot. Oh, yeah, Gibson went round two in our then, dynasty. I don't think he no, 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 round three or I think no. He went four. Yeah, never mind. Because Chris got him. Huh? Yeah. Um, it's hard to say though. If had the thought of him in denver though was very intriguing now that you've mentioned it i haven't thought about him i thought about javante mm-hmm. i thought about Najee if we traded back but someone like gainwell would be an interesting third round pick so who could we go next this, this is hard i don't know who we can go next we go at javante's teammate michael carter yeah um yeah let's go there there we we Uh, mentioned him a little bit earlier um he had back-to-back thousand yard seasons um also does a lot of work receiving he had well 20 and 25 receptions in the last two seasons so yeah he's once again another small back um he's kind of more of that like for me phil blinsey type Mm -hmm. where just you know has that speed that burst i don't know how to feel about him though that's being said especially it's just hard because it's like i don't know after the top three gainwell like i said is the wild card but after it's just not as many yeah great backs in this or you put i think i think those are the only four that could potentially be three down backs yeah, because I think once we're getting into the tier that we're at right now, it's kind of just based on where they land. Yeah. Like, because he could do a lot of work and, like, say if you were to go to, like, uh, the Jets, I feel like. He could, you know, get, a lot, get a lot of, of work. a lot of carries there. He's a speed back. That's pretty much what his game is. Um, he also, that same game that the uh, Javante Williams. Williams just dominated against Miami that final game. He had a really good game that game, too. So, I think he's more of a change of pace back. Yeah, he had fucking 300 yards that game. That's insane. <laughs> well, he had 300 and fucking Javante had. Yeah. Uh, that's fucking nuts. Yeah. Against Miami. Mm-hmm. A fucking ranked team. To a team that's going to have two, two edge rushers go probably in the first first round yeah second second round at least first early second yeah oh that's fucking crazy i know just thinking about that that's the talent that they had in north carolina so <laughs> yeah speed back we'll see where he lands as well but more of a change of pace back i don't think he's ever, he's gonna be the guy ever in the nfl what, what do you think about that chuba dude chuba hubbard yeah um Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State's my college team, but I don't I don't I'm not high on Chua. Um Son, he had two thousand yards last year. Not last year, the year before. I know, he just seems like a more of a one trick pony to me though. He's gotta 
get to that edge and you know get that breakaway. He's got that breakaway speed. Are are you trying to compare him to former Bronco Tatum Bell? Possibly, <laughs> but I don't. I've watched him. He's not very great going in between the tackles. Um, you know, it seems like he's not comfortable in that sense. So yeah, I just. He has, like, a very vertical running style, too, which kind of, like, to me, isn't a good thing for a running back. Yeah. But at the same time, like, his build his build is, I think, the reason why he runs like that. Like, he's, like, a, a pretty wide dude when you look at him. Mm-hmm. But, fuck, man, I don't know. I feel like he's worth a gamble in, in fantasy. I don't know. If you could get him in the third round of your dynasty drafts, you know, third round is pretty much a crapshoot at that point. Mm-hmm. You know, you might want to try and get someone that can have an 80-yard run on any given play. Yeah. But uh, I'm more intrigued by, like, a Trey Sermon, personally. Um, mm-hmm. He's a prototypical size back. Yeah, he has struggled with injuries in college. That's kind of the scary part. Yeah, uh, but, but when he's healthy, he, like... He shows why he was the lead back, or why he, why he could have been the lead back in Ohio State. Yeah, because I think I don't know if it was the Northwestern game where it was the Big Ten championship. Mm-hmm. I believe it was because Clemson Justin Fields was was balling out, so it was Northwestern when Justin Fields was kind of struggling a little bit. Uh-huh. Sermon put the team on his back, and I think he had I don't it might have been a three hundred yard game as well. I gotta take a look at that one. But basically, know, dude, bald. Yeah, he's got that more prototypical size. Got to stay healthy, though. Yeah, um, that's also like a fantasy gamble. Like to me, I think if he was around in the second round, and I had like a mid pick, like a mid round pick, and say, I don't know, take take a shot at one of these running backs because you don't know, like it could turn out to be like someone solid. Yeah. 2020, he had 116 carries, 870 yards. Um, 2019, he actually only had 54 carries because of the injuries. 2018, he was more solid, almost a thousand yards and 13 touchdowns. So he he can he can make it happen. Um, it'll be interesting to see where you know he ends up because I think I've seen the Jets were interested in him, mm-hmm. which would be a great fit because they have an opening right away. Shit, even like Pittsburgh would be fucking nice. Like if they opted to go like O line yeah. and then take a running back late. That would later. be nice. Um I said Northwestern was the game and now uh he did he went for twenty nine carries for three hundred and thirty one yards. But he also did have a nice game in that uh, Clemson game to go to the national championship with mm-hmm. thirty one carries, hundred and ninety three yards. Pablo, you got a two, man. Um Pablo is freaking I know you don't out. Like right the now. male lady. What's going on, Pablo? I don't know what's going on right now, my man. Uh, That's, I I think that kind of rounds out the, like, the top and like mid tier of the, of the backs. Yeah. But do you think there's anybody else that like say, if late in the, late in the draft, like, last few picks, or even like as a. Like in our league, how we have those taxi positions. Mm-hmm. Like players that you could kind of like just hold on to and see how they do. Ramondre Stevenson from Oklahoma. Dude's uh, big. Uh. He's huge. Almost 250. Um, he he looks big to, uh, yeah, I think they said he leaned down for his pro day and all that. So I'd be interested to see, see him in terms of that. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, he he's someone that could be interesting for nothing. It's just like, you know, a short yardage goal line guy that can get touchdowns. You know, mm-hmm. I think there was one year where Mike Tolbert was very fantasy relevant for that reason. Or, you know, LeGarrette Blunt, that was kind of big backs. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. He's interesting to me. To to me I like <gasps> late in the draft or uh taxi I like, is it Kylan Hill? Yeah, from Mississippi State. Yeah. Uh, didn't really play much last year. I think he opted out, like, after 
like a game, right? Or I believe so, yeah. Um, but the two seasons before that, um, he had or he averaged five point six yards a carry and six point three yards a carry, ten touchdowns in one season, four touchdowns in the season before, uh, seven hundred yards in that in his sophomore season, over seven hundred, and then his junior season, thirteen hundred yards. Like he was showing progression. Um, and he, he has like a, like a good build for a running back. Like, uh, he's not that small. He's, uh, like 5'11", like 215, which is like pretty good size for a running back that you would like, well, that you would kind of want. Yeah, for sure. And he's also like, uh, the last three seasons around 20 catches and all the seasons too. So that's something you like to see also. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, I think that's. You know, there's going to be some people that are going to, you know, be drafted higher than we think, you know, probably that we haven't even talked about. So we'll get some more of them after the draft. Yeah, especially when, now. especially like, yeah, if someone were to get drafted, like, I mean, last year, no round. one was necessarily talking about Antonio Gibson. And then he went in the second round. And then everyone's kind of started paying attention after that. So, you know. Yeah. These teams have their their guys that they like for whatever reason, and so you know when they make that move, you have to pay attention one way or another. Yeah, I mean, draft capital is a thing. It is, unfortunately, sometimes it doesn't matter, like Monte Ball. Uh, but you know, <laughs> something to pay attention to. So we'll go over to the receivers now. Who's your wide receiver one, Derek? Jamar Chase. There's zero doubt about it in my mind. I know there's a Heisman Trophy winner in here, and I think he's great. But Jamar Chase, I think, is special. I Yeah, he, he is, but he's also, like, at the same time, I feel like the biggest gamble. Why do you think he's a gamble? Because we're going off one season, man. That's a pretty damn good season. I know. Trust me. Like, I have the number three pick in one of our drafts, Derek, and I feel like I have him penciled in almost, like, no doubt, unless something were to happen where Najee fell to me. But, fuck, man, like, it's it's kind of scary, I think. <laughs> Especially when, uh like, first-round receivers are kind of, like, hit or miss. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think he's a miss. I, I personally don't think so either, but... It's a gamble. I don't know. I I do like that he's also young as fuck. He's like 21 also. I mean, he opted out. It wasn't like an injury or a poor season that we saw. It was an opt-out. He's just got talent. Yeah. He's, he ran a faster 40 than most people were expecting. Yeah, he's definitely my wide receiver one too. So. Is he 6'2", 200? I think I think he's six foot. Okay, I think six foot two oh eight. Okay, yeah, there was it's the next guy that's six two. Uh, yeah, but I mean, eighty four catches, seventeen hundred yards, twenty touchdowns. Insane, and that was with Justin Jefferson there, and another re- uh, receiver in this draft, Terrace Marshall. So he had a lot of competition, a lot, lot around, and he he still made it happen. Yeah, he was wide receiver one there, and like. Everybody loves Justin Jefferson. Yeah. Uh, you throw a jump ball to this guy, chances are he's coming down with it. Yeah, I think uh, I like that he has, like, super strong hands. He fights for, like, every ball that's thrown to him. Like, he's not going to let the DB go and get it. Mm, he's not going to be one of these guys that have great separation from the DB, but like we said, contested catch is where he, he lives at, so... Um, it's not like he's a sloucher and anything with like rail running, but that's just not his game as much. I I just think he's he's the top. I think I've heard people say that he's the best receiver prospect since Julio. He's the top dog of the class. Yeah. But we'll go to number two, Heisman winner, Devontae Smith, aka the Slim Reaper. Um I He's six foot two, ninety eight pounds. Um, Soaking wet, wearing <laughs> boots. No, he's not. not he's one seventy. 
I don't know why I'm not concerned. Yeah, like, I think, uh, fuck, I, I forgot how much Marvin Harrison weighed, but he was, like, very similar to his size. Chad Johnson said he played around that same size. And it's like, dude, look up Marvin Harrison, fucking mm-hmm. Hall of Famer. Yeah. Sure, he had Peyton Manning, but, like, that dude, he was a fucking problem. Yeah. Uh, and as we saw last year, Devontae Smith is a problem. He, Man, just that fucking championship game and everything. Just when you see him just line up, you just see, like, the respect that defenses and DBs are giving him. Because they're so afraid of him off the line and his route running ability. Uh, it would, It's just insane to see. And he's still just kind of... You know, made DBs look foolish. You can't press him. If you play too far off, he's going to hit you with a route and get open. And he has, like, abnormally, abnormally long arms, too. Like, they, I swear when he's standing up, they're touching the floor. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> he's... Like, I just read Jamar Chase's stats, and this dude, 117 receptions, 1,800 yards, 23 touchdowns. That's a better season than Chase had. Yeah. That's insane. And he had Najee to compete with. Jalen Waddle for a few games, but not much. Um, I, you know, I don't see, I don't see him being a flop. I really don't. I, you know, he might struggle against, you know, some of these physical really corners. physical seasoned corners that aren't going to, you know, a Jalen Ramsey Jair Alexander, but you know, he's still gonna get his, yeah, for sure. He's that versatile guy, too, that you can line up in the slot, you can line up on the outside, jet sweeps, all that. I, I, I hope they're whichever team he gets drafted to has a you know, a creative offensive coordinator that can just get him in open spaces and all that. I think he's gonna be just fine, yeah, me too. Number three. Who do we want to talk about here? Well, let's talk about his teammate. We're going to talk about Waddle here? Let's talk about Waddle. Okay, I don't necessarily have him as my three, but we'll talk about Waddle. Um, a lot of people want to say Waddle is Tyreek. I don't necessarily see it. Um, yeah, I, I don't either. When I watched his tape, I saw more of Emmanuel Sanders than I did Tyreek. I I like the he he's willing to like lay out for the ball and you know go for contested catches even being a smaller guy, I like that part about him. He's definitely a threat on the field. Yeah, it's just after those two, majority of these receivers are now like smaller guys, um, and you know there's for whatever reason there's not as many smaller receivers that are being really successful in terms of fantasy mm-hmm. where they're at. You know, Tyreek is kind of that outlier. Yeah, like if you were to think about it and put another receiver that's kind of like same size comparison to Tyreek, mm-hmm. like is there anybody else that's making that noise or that you're drafting uh, in the top half of your draft? Like top half of like the rounds? Yeah. The only person that really comes to mind would be DJ Moore, mm-hmm. but I don't even know if he's necessarily. I think he's like six foot, like six foot two hundred, right? Yeah, he's six foot two ten, so he's not even that small. Yeah. Um, compared to Tyreek, who I think is like five, five eight, five nine. Yeah, I, like, like I can't, I can't think of anyone that I would. I mean, even put up there. His teammate last year, Rugs. You know, was a similar size, similar speed. Hollywood know, Brown. Hollywood. It's it's just harder for these guys to, you know, succeed against these physical corners. And, you know, this is the NFL where every single team has speed. So. Yeah. And there's also a difference between being uh, someone special on a team and being someone special on your fantasy team. Yeah. Like you want somebody that's going to be putting up numbers. Somebody that's gonna be scoring touchdowns, mm-hmm. like fantasy relevance. That's what that's what we need here. Yeah, it's not, he could be very successful in the NFL, but you know, 
in terms of fantasy, if he's getting 45 catches for 750 yards, you know, that's a pretty good season for, you know, a lot of receivers. But it's not giving you fantasy, the significant fantasy numbers that yeah. you need. Yeah, I'm not sold on Waddle. He'll be like a, like a flex dude, like someone that you're thinking about putting in your flex spot. I think. Yeah. Whereas this next receiver, I think, is more of a, a guy that could be, an every every week kind of guy. More of once an alpha. He, once he builds himself that way, and that's a uh, Rashad Bateman out of Minnesota. Mm-hmm. At the beginning of the process, I didn't like him for whatever reason. I watched some tape on him, and it was just something Something was off. The more I kept watching, I remember you telling me, you know, that you disagreed with me. So <laughs> Yeah. I'm I like, went back. Go watch some more more highlights. Watch some more tape on this I went back, and, and, you know, more I saw, he just kind of is like a Keenan Allen to me. Yeah. Nothing on Ooh, tape right? is, is really, like, pops off in terms of, like, he's not this – big receiver that can go up and high point a ball he's not the speed receiver he's just solid yeah I, I think that keenan allen comparison was probably like the most solid one that i've heard like yeah because he's not gonna just jump out at you like in any uh certain part of the game yeah but he's probably like the most well-rounded receiver i think in the in the draft yeah. and probably most like pro ready like you could stick in just like anywhere in a certain lineup, and he'll pr- like produce. He should be able to produce right away. Uh, the only thing that concerns me about him was uh, I saw somewhere that his profile coming out of uh, high school was he was six two, and then Minnesota like their thing listed him as six one, and then on his pro day he got listed as six foot. So they're they're saying he's <laughs> shrinking over here. So that's the only thing that's concerning me. But he, he still got good size though, like two ten. Uh, so he's DJ Moorish. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think he's really solid. I think he's a sleeper in terms of like your rookie drafts. He can be someone you can probably grab in maybe the second round. Yeah. People aren't paying attention to as much. I, I mean, his freshman season, over 50 catches, 700 yards. Sophomore season, 60 catches, 1,200 yards. Yeah. And then he only played a couple of games last, last year. So yeah, it was he had like, opted out. You only got a sample and size. Then opted back in for a little bit. But, you know, same thing, solid. What you see from him. Um, another guy that opted out for part of the season and opted in is Rondell Moore. Mm-hmm. Also, another tiny guy. Another tiny guy. Um, well, not necessarily because, like, when you see this dude, dude is jacked. He looks like a little bowling ball, man. <laughs> he does. And. I don't necessarily like in terms of like everything playing style, but he kind of popped off to me as like a little bit of like that Steve Smith mold mm-hmm. where it's like he plays bigger than his size. Mm-hmm. Um, not saying he's Steve Smith. I know. I, like it It always kind of gets to me like when, when you're talking about rookies and you're throwing a comparison out there and like you always like put him, put him next to like the outlier. Of, yeah. Or like a fucking one in a million guy, but like that's kind of what you have to do to kind of like get the, get an idea of like the kind of player that this could like potentially be. Yeah, because it's like have smaller receivers succeeded as much lately? Not really, but does that mean that no smaller receiver is going to come in and make an impact ever? Not at all. I uh, mean, he 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 dealt with injuries too, right? Yeah, a little bit. But I mean, true freshman season. 114 catches, 1,200 yards, fucking, how many touchdowns was it? 12 touchdowns. Explosive. Like, this kid can take a end around and take it to the house, you know, making people miss wherever he can. Um, yeah, I, I think he's worth a gamble, too. And he's physical. Like, I like that about him. He's not shine away from contact as much. Yeah, that's why the Steve Smith comparison I think does fit. Yeah, so I if any of the smaller receivers, I think I have him I like him the best out of there's so many small receivers in this draft. Fuck, I know. It is insane. Uh who else do we want to talk about here? Uh do you have any um 
kind of sleeper types, late late round sleepers. Who is that one guy that we watched? Um, I'm looking him up now. I can't remember his name out of North Texas. Oh, he was a really small guy as well, but uh, yeah, dude was a baller. Let's see. Jalen Darden, um, small school, North Texas, but he's just explosive. 5'9", 174. Um, but when you turn the tape on, it was just him making play after play. Yeah, it almost seemed like uh, he was kind of a created player, like playing out <laughs> there with like everybody else. Yeah. Uh, 2020 season, he had 74 catches. Uh, almost 1,200 yards, but 19 touchdowns. Uh, 12 touchdowns the year before that. So he just couldn't. He's a speedy guy that can just, you know, get open and make things happen. I don't know exactly what part of the draft he's gonna get taken, but I could definitely see him carving out himself a nice little role in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, another receiver. Going on the small ones is uh, Kadarius Tony. Seen so many mixed reactions about him. A lot of people either love him or hate him. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like there's any in between. Yo, like to me, I feel like he got some crazy routes. He's super fast, but his hands are questionable, man. Like, yeah. I like I feel like he definitely cleaned up the drops this past season, but it doesn't really look like he's a receiver when he's like catching the ball yeah he doesn't look as comfortable but his routes there's times where he just makes the defender look foolish and as a former receiver i, I love seeing that so i'm just a little the ball, i'm man. a little higher because of that but you know drops in this league will will get you benched pretty quickly mm-hmm. any other guys you got to talk about um, I'll bring up a, a dude that's probably not going to be drafted in any of your guys' drafts. Okay. It could be a taxi guy. Okay. But he's a bigger guy, 6'3", 220. His name's Jonathan Adams, Arkansas State. He was a senior this year, uh, had 79 receptions, 1,111 yards. I thought that was pretty funny. I had to be specific because it was just... All ones. One, 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 one. But 12 touchdowns. But uh, when you see this dude play, like, so I was just going through, like, a bunch of different players, and I was just, like, going through tape, Mm -hmm. just trying to see, like, if anybody popped out. And when I looked this guy up, like, he's good, man. He, like, he goes up and gets the balls. Like, he looks like a, like, kind of, I don't know if he had a basketball background. Mm Mm-hmm. But he has good body control, like, when he's going up to get touched or, like, get the ball in the end zone. So I feel like with his size and uh, with how he is, in the like, in the red zone, like, this is a guy that I think could make some noise in the NFL. Probably a late, like, day three draft pick. Yeah. But. I could definitely see that. Um... A dude that you could look out for. Yeah, I mean, you got to talk about Elijah Moore from Ole Miss. Once again, another shifty, small receiver. But, you know, really good receiver at that, too. Um, We mentioned Terrace Wallace earlier. Um, Terrace Wallace? Terrace Marshall? Terrace Marshall. Terrace Marshall. I know where I got got Wallace. Um, Terrace Marshall is, you know, the big receiver in this draft. Something about him doesn't pop as much for me on film. Uh, yeah. But I, I think, you know, he could be that big body receiver someone's looking for. Um, Man, to, like, to me with him, I feel like he's a solid number two. But um, I think if the Chiefs were to get a player like this, then this guy's stock goes yeah. up, like, out the roof. I can see that. I was thinking more of, you know, that big body receiver for – Someone like Lamar would be nice as well. Oh, yeah, that'd be um, nice. But, yeah, I, 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 we'll see where he goes. I think he's going to be a second-round pick. And mm-hmm. then to where I was getting the Wallace is the a guy that I really like when it comes to tape is Tylen Wallace from Oklahoma State. Yeah. Um, I 
just he just seems like a guy that just fights for every ball and you know can break tackles and do all that so i, I really like tylen wallace and he's a twin oh is he yeah didn't know that about him i think his brother uh was also i think he was a receiver as well but he had like various acl injuries and mm-hmm. had to call it quits i think he's a coach at oklahoma state now okay um but yeah fun fact he's a twin fun fact Trying to think, see right here. I think they just said that he ran a sub four four. I mean, it doesn't really matter though, because everybody running sub four four. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think the D lineman even ran a four four. Man, that uh, dude from fucking uh, Penn State. <laughs> I know four three five as an edge rusher, pretty insane. <laughs> uh, that's gonna bring him up draft boards, but. That will do it for our running backs receiver breakdown. Once again, you know, this is going to be the end of it. We will talk more about, you know, a lot of these guys the week after the draft. Do a little bit more of a breakdown of where everybody went, um, who we think is in a really good position, who could have went to a better position, you know, things like that. And, you know, just more in-depth look at their their draft positions afterwards. Um yeah, and, and, like, if you guys have any questions, too, like, if you guys are doing, like, uh, um, dynasty drafts and are getting into your rookie drafts and, uh, like, we've watched a shitload of tape yeah. on a lot of players. A lot. So, if you have questions on anybody, like, feel free to reach out. Like Hit us up. We will let you know our honest opinions. <laughs> <laughs> um, next week, though, we will be back for our first round mock draft oh man are, how are we doing this thing are are we doing uh, uh like you get first four or we alternate yeah we're gonna alternate alternate picks and go from there if we if we hit on one of these though on this mock draft if this mock draft is the same as the one are we doing trades I don't know. I want to say we did do trades last year, I believe. Yeah, because Cause I, I think, think Chris traded with himself because he had two teams. He traded with himself, and I remember, I think I made a trade too. I think there was some trades. So we'll we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll see if we want to throw those in there. I'm sure. I like being a GM. <laughs> I'm sure something some wacky stuff will happen. So Wacky D's? We'll, wacky D's in the house. <laughs> uh, so we'll look forward to that. And you know, we'll go from there. <laughs> Can't believe you just brought up Wacky D's just off the. If if you don't know Wacky D's, he's the wackiest. Oh man, I gotta try and find this. And there's no question he could dance. <laughs> uh, Look, I, I hope you can find that shit. That Wacky D's, man. <laughs> See this. Why ain't you in school? How come you home so early? This is from the movie CB4. So go look at a school. Uh, with Chris Rock. On that rap mess. Back in 1993, but uh, this movie is ridiculous, but I'll hilarious. In front of your woman. Now, I don't want no rap in my house. When I day, they used to sing. That rap mess ain't nothing but talking. So <laughs> it won't never last. Remember black and white TV? Gone. Remember eight tracks? Gone. Betamax? Gone, gone, gone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Look, Wacky and Don't sue us, Chris Rock. Yeah, please don't. Because I'm the wackiest, there's no question I can dance. Dance in my pants and in your face. Yeah, but I can dance. I got sun, I got shine. Back hardcore, cause I'm going for mine. Did I mention before that I can dance? I'm wacky. Oh, damn. Oh. Wacky D is in the house, uh, if you haven't heard. Um, damn, I, I felt like this was probably like the most informative like episode that we've ever had. This really was. We just went to Wacky D's. I mean, you got to do it somewhere. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was more informative. Kind of miss Chris, though. You know, the ridiculous part of this episode. Are we high? There. Is this why we did this? I don't this? know what's going on with this episode. <laughs> if 
you if you like this more informative, let us know. <laughs> if you want us to be dumb, let us know. Um, if you want some more wacky bees, <laughs> yeah, I did get some you know positive feedback on the uh, the spelling bee. I think that Let's was go. a that was a fun segment that we did last week. Um, but <laughs> oh, I, I actually did have some questions, Derek. Okay, I know you're actively trying to get the first overall pick in a dynasty draft i could be looking to do that um how are you going about it um or if one of our listeners right now was trying to get a first overall pick how could they do so it depends on what kind of league it's in uh, if it, it is because if it's a dynasty where it's like a super flex or a two quarterback those bring up the value so much of quarterbacks um that it's gonna be a little bit harder to get that number one pick to get uh, Trevor Lawrence but mm-hmm. for ours it's a one quarterback league so in that instance I am trying to flip my first round pick which is the eighth right now so you know I'm trying to just add a player or you know trying to see where where I can uh, intrigue him I know you're trying to get the offer out <laughs> of me uh, you, don't, you don't need to tell me the offer but I don't know I might be trying to do the same thing so yeah I, I knew this was not for the listeners. It was more of a benefit for yourself. <laughs> I mean, I mentioned I had the number three. You do. So you're in a little bit better position to <laughs> try and get that first overall pick. But I just don't want to over. <laughs> I don't want to overgive. You know? Yeah, definitely. Um, so, yeah, I'm trying to get Najee. Are, are we both? Yeah. <laughs> But anyways, um, you know, we're just going to keep breaking this stuff down for you. We will make sure we get you all the information about these rookies as we possibly can so you can be better informed for your dynasty leagues and for your redraft leagues. Because, I mean, if we look at it last year, so many rookies helped you win your championships. Do do you feel like um, or who do you think out of the rookies that are coming in this year? could make that impact right away like in redraft like someone that you should be looking out for i mean for sure jamar chase jamar chase i really think so him Najee harris kyle pitts kyle pitts is hard because you know we've explained that tight ends don't really do great rookie year because there's a lot to lot to go about in that position that you don't think about but he's katniss though man he's katniss um if he could just even be a Robert Tanyan and just get close to double-digit touchdowns and be that threat in the red zone, that might make it a little bit better. Uh, so, yeah, just I think those are the main ones. You know, Possibly one of the quarterbacks could help you if you want to get him in a, a little bit later because you know, Justin Herbert showed that rookie quarterbacks can get it done for fantasy. Yeah, especially if they're in a, a good position. Like we were talking about it earlier, how – um, if Fields were to go to the 49ers or to Denver, mm-hmm. like in a solid spot, yeah, even Trey Lance, if he does end up, I don't know if he, I don't think he will, but if he does end up with a starting position, then it's you know, just that rushing ability can be helpful for fantasy. Maybe not an every week starter, but you know, in certain weeks you could plug him in. Well, shit, even even Lawrence is going into a pretty good position too, like with the weapons that he has and then yeah, they the, have a ton of picks too, so they could, you know, get him a better line and stuff like that too. I think the Jaguars have like four picks in the first 40 uh in the first 40 picks. They are set up, which kind of makes me a little afraid for my James Robinson. I don't think they'll go running back. I though. don't think so either, but I don't know if they what they'll. I don't know what they'll do. We'll see. Um, I hope not. I know me too because I traded for him. Yeah. <laughs> so we gotta we gotta figure that out. But yeah, we'll, we'll we'll be back next week to break down our mock and go watch CB four. Have some fun. Hopefully, Chris will appear out of the smoke. Um, J- just to let you guys know, if you could reach out to Chris and. Uh, Kind of just like show him a little bit of love. He didn't get those towely shoes. The towely 420 Adidas. 
Um, I, I feel like that's the reason why he didn't show up today. If any of you got it and want to resell it to him, hit him up. He'll probably buy him. Yeah, even uh, if you were a size 13, he's yeah, eight and a half. But. <laughs> he'll figure out a way. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're we, we going to go ahead and get out of here for the for the day. He'll, he'll stuff his shoes how he stuffs other things. Uh, I don't, neither of us are really that 420 friendly but if you are enjoy yourself safely um, if not have a great week either way have a great week in honor of Chris smoke Stay something good smoke something good we love y'all we're out of here peace